Hello, my name is Eugene. Check out the big brain on you. Now I've heard the stories. I just one more question, Colonel. Do I feel lucky? <sighs> Talking to me? I'm seven feet tall. <sighs> and I defeat superstars by the hundreds. I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! How about sadomasochistic activity? Uh-oh. Have you ever been in a lingerie pillow fight? What'd you just say? And I will strike down upon thee with great vengeance and furious anger. Cut! 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 Woo! That wasn't. Oh. That's not cool. Cracking and twisting. Cracking and twisting. Yes! I like women like that. You hear that, Eddie? Are you talking to me? In all this excitement, I kind of lost track myself. Come on, man. We're going to WrestleMania. Woo, yeah. WrestleMania. 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 I'll see you. talking to me? Guys, guys, your fame is well deserved. I don't think there's ever been a gladiator to match you. You must be Hector reborn. Or is it Hercules? Why doesn't the hero reveal himself and tell us all your real name? You do have a name. My name is Gladiator. How dare you show your back to me? Slay! You will remove your helmet and tell me your name. Who are you? I am the master of the middle finger. Chief ass whooper of sorry sons of bitches. Beer drinker among beer drinkers. Truster of no one and I will stomp a mud hole in your ass and walk it dry my name is Stone Cold Steve Austin and tonight I unleash hell Everybody, welcome back to Review of Mania. My name is Rob. Yo. And that's Zach, because he's just yelling. Uh today we are gonna be reviewing Biggest WrestleMania ever because they went Hollywood. WrestleMania 21. But it's a very historically significant WrestleMania, I'll say that much. How so? Well, well, save it, save it to the end, I guess. 
Well, no, no, no. It's important that we go over this now. Okay. Because because this WrestleMania lineup, in terms of like how they, what matches are here for the most part. I mean, there is a few that are kind of one-off things, but for the most part, we're going to see this layout of matches up until WrestleMania 27, 28, hmm. where we'll have our two world title matches. We'll have the Money in the Bank ladder match, which is new this year. And then we'll have uh, dream matches that cross over between brands and things like that. I mean, we kind of started getting that last year, but there were elements that uh, weren't there in WrestleMania 20. So I count this as the first uh, of the modern, modern WrestleMania before WrestleManias. we got into modern WrestleMania before we got into the eight hour WrestleMania experience. Woohoo. Well, there yeah. you go. All right. Well, this WrestleMania is in Hollywood, California. Actually, it's is it Los Angeles. It's in Los Angeles, but I mean, Hollywood and Los Angeles are the you same. know very close to each. Yeah, they're they're within a couple miles of each other. They're in the Staples Center. They still run there now. Yep. Although I don't know for how much longer, because I guess uh, California passed some regulations that may make wrestling not happen in the state of California, at least WWE. Dun, dun, dun. Politics. Yep. We'll see. April 5th, 2005 is the date of the thing. In April stuff. 3rd. Oh, well, what the hell was I smoking then? I don't know. I whatever. Don't know. Howard Finker. Finker. Howard. <laughs> Yes. Great way to start the podcast. <laughs> Howard Finkel introduces Yay. Lillian Garcia to sing America the Beautiful. Lots of clips from various tribute to the troops are used. A, a red curtain comes up to display a big screen and they show all the commercial parodies that were... So during the build-up, they did movie parodies uh, and some of them are really good I particularly like the Booker T uh, uh, the Booker T one mm. and some of them are kind of cringy like the Eugene yeah one. the Tom Hanks as Eugene playing Forrest Gump oh that's the same or... Pulp Fiction I couldn't think of it. I was trying to think of like the Booker T one it was a Pulp Fiction one yes <clears throat> and then several people did the De Niro speech from Taxi Driver. Yep, that one. And there was a Tombstone one with The Undertaker about who shot first. The Gladiator and movie the, starts and... with someone demanding to show me the name of the Gladiator. And he gives a middle finger. He is a truster of no one. And he is a chief ass kicker. He is stone cold, and tonight he unleashes hell, but he doesn't because he doesn't wrestle, and he's retired. Well, well, that's true, but this one actually debuted on the show. Yes. Whereas the other ones kind of had been seen before. Yeah. I also really like the one that uh, was Triple H as uh, Mel Gibson and Braveheart. 
Oh yeah. That one was pretty funny. With Rick Rick Flair on the on the on the dark. Yeah, yes. <laughs> it's like, woo. <laughs> Representing Raw is Jim Ross and Michael uh, sorry, Jim Ross and Jerry Lawler. On SmackDown is Michael Cole and Taz. So I would say the brand split is now firmly in place. Yes. We got we got the commentary team that's fondly remembered uh, from the Attitude Era, and then we have uh, a commentary team that's actually fondly remembered by people of, of my age, actually, oddly enough. Hmm. Not everybody hated Michael Cole all the time. <clears throat> True. Cole says, is a, uh, so Eddie comes out in his low rider, and Cole says it's the first time that the tag team champions will face off against each other. Eddie is defending the world heavyweight title last year, and now he's curtain jerking. Well, yes. However, I don't th- see this as a problem, necessarily. One, Eddie would still be in the main event later this year. And two, this gives us a really good feud between Eddie and Ray. Yes. And three, and three, Eddie didn't like having that world title around his waist. He he put way too much pressure on himself. Yeah. Yeah, he was very stressed out. Wait, are you saying the Dominic on a ladder match custody thing was a great angle? No, I'm saying that the matches themselves were pretty good, and that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying that the storyline itself was overly great, although, I mean, it's kind of, it's it's ridiculous in a fun way, I guess. I just remember at SummerSlam when Vicky Guerrero forgets her cue and he goes, God damn it, Vicky! God damn it, hurry up! Yeah, he's like, where the fuck is Vicky? Or, well, I like him. I like that, like his, him in that match because he kept on going up to Dominic, Dominic, and he's like, Dominic, don't you want to love me? Don't you want to love me? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, good stuff. So, so yes, I'm saying that that is. I'm changing my mind. I'm saying yes, that was awesome, and I'm not going to hear a bad thing against it. <clears throat> okay. Eddie Gray over is Rey Mysterio Jr. A huge Eddie chant breaks out and some quick moves early. Ray is catapulted out of the ring, but doesn't really matter much as it ends in a stalemate after each other tried some moves. An interesting monkey flip by Rey Mysterio uh, on Eddie. Uh, both men's shoulders are on the mat and they both bridge out. Several leapfrogs by both men, and Eddie goes flying into the ropes on the last one. Uh, Eddie with a back, big back suplex, easily. Uh, one sec here. <clears throat> uh, picking up Rey Mysterio and slamming him. Eddie then puts on the Mexican surfboard after some time, uh, but quickly. But quickly, Eddie's shoulders are on the mat and has to let go at two. Eddie continues wrenching Ray with an STF. Ray goes out of the and hits a corkscrew plancha to Eddie on the outside. Back in the ring, Eddie hits a front suplex. Uh, 
hits the first suplex, but Ray rolls up for a two on the second one. Eddie comes back with the backbreaker and two more suplexes, but on the third one, Ray Mysterio pushes Eddie against the ropes, but Eddie ducks a 619 and hits a tilt to world backbreaker on, to stop Ray Mysterio's momentum. Eddie hits the three amigos, climbs to the top rope and misses. The, with the frog splash, misses the frog splash as Mysterio rolls out of the way. Ray then tries to roll up uh, Eddie, but Eddie reverses it into a pin of his own and only gets a two. Ray then hits a 619 and then goes for the West Coast pop, but Eddie turns it into a pinning power bomb for a near fall. Mysterio then gets a, hits a Hurricanrana into a pin to pick up the win. After the match, both Eddie and Ray shake hands. So what did you uh, think of this first match? I thought it was a pretty solid opener. Um, we've, I've, I've seen this, I've seen this particular WrestleMania a whole bunch. Okay. And I think, I think that this is actually a pretty good way to start it. But honestly, like having gone back and watched some of Eddie and Ray stuff and WCW <clears throat> more recently, mm-hmm. um, you could definitely tell at this point uh, that. Ray and Eddie have lost a step. Ray, because he's gained a whole bunch of weight so that he could be what he thinks the WWE version of Ray Mysterio will be, and Eddie, because he, he's going to die um, before the year's out. Yeah. Alerts. Um, but um, there's just... Um, there was there's It was a good match, and it wasn't like it was anything bad, but it's like... Not the best showing that these two guys had got, but something that would really heat up the show. Yeah, no, I definitely think we've... It's kind of cool that several of the last WrestleManias, there's always really been a good opener match. Yeah, I think it, I think it's good um, that they started out with this match because in later editions uh, of WrestleMania, they'll start with the ladder match. And sometimes that can be a little too much mm-hmm. to start off with. So yep. So JBL is a SmackDown Heavyweight Champion. He's with Orlando Ooh. Jordan and the Bashams. Boo! He says that John Cena will worship at his feet. They then run into Triple H, who is the Raw World Champion, and Ric Flair. And they say they're both that damn good. And they'll see who's the better man and who's to be world champion at the end of the night. I hated this segment. This was like prime fuck you, Triple H. Yeah, I mean, I certainly remember watching this and being very worried because of the way that Randy Orton was treated earlier in the earlier, like, last later in last year in 2004 yeah um and while um i'm not a fan of heel jbl character at all um there was no guarantee that uh triple h would lose cleanly here and we've seen especially in the last well he especially in the last uh like in, in wrestlemania 19 that certainly wasn't the case he did tap out clean to Benoit, but yeah, it, you know, yeah. 
Adam Sandler and Rob Schneider are shown in the front row. Jesus Christ. JR plugs the longest yard, which is coming out soon. The first ever Money in the Bank ladder match. Chris Jericho versus Chris Benoit versus Christian versus Shelton Benjamin versus Edge versus Kane. Kane! So JR mentioned that the match is a brainchild of Chris Jericho. I completely forgot that they even mentioned this. Like, I thought it was like some secret until recent. No, I, they've been like pretty clear about it. Um, overall, I think it was. I don't know. I I think this is a is a great idea. Um, certain companies have taken this idea and made it stupid, but the money in the bank is still something that. Is exciting even 10, 10, almost, uh, well, almost 20 years later, 15 years later. 15, yeah. Yeah. Although, it, interesting story. Edge did not want to be in this match. Really? Yeah. He said, I'm done with the ladder matches. I've been there and I've done that. And Chris Jericho had to talk him into it. Oh, wow. I don't blame him. Yeah. I mean, I'm surprised, like, even Christian was like, yeah, I'll do it, sure. I mean... I don't think Christian was in quite the same position that Edge was at the time. True. True. So, just a quick off-topic, you know, at the time of this recording, Edge has been cleared by WWE Medical to wrestle again. I never want to see Edge wrestle ever again. Same. And I swear, I think it's for Saudi Arabia. I think it's for Saudi Arabia too, and if he dies at Saudi Arabia, or do you mean gets paralyzed? No, I'm well, or if he gets paralyzed, if he gets injured in any way. But let's be honest here: his neck. He said his neck was so messed up the last time that if he took a, a bump in a certain way, he could die. And I'm sorry, five years of being away from that doesn't fix that problem yeah i'm really scared so if he gets injured or if he dies we're gonna have to switch up what we're doing because i'm not watching their product anymore i hear you uh so benoit has 25 stitches above his right eye due to a kick from tomko on the previous monday so Tomko is Christian's, like, bodyguard. He's this big jack dude who really Sucks. goes nowhere in the WWE. But, he uh, goes nowhere anywhere. Um, got oh, arrested. Yeah. Wasn't he in uh, TNA for, for a bit? He, yeah, he was in TNA. He was, he was with Christian there. Christian kind of brought him in. Mm. And he's also a former IWGP tag team champion with uh, Giant Bernard. But besides that, he doesn't really go anywhere. I believe, well, I, I think he's out now, but he was put in prison for several years because he was stealing Oxycontin. Oh, that's not good. No. So, <sighs> I mean. Yeah, not good. Hopefully he's clean now. Hopefully he's. I, I mean, I, I hope so, but I, I don't know. That's the last I've heard. Ah. Kane's pyro hits and all the ladders are on the stage on fire now. 
And then King goes, ooh, it looks like the... The city's burning, JR. <laughs> I hate Jerry Lawler when he when he talks about Kane's entrances because he's always like, oh, fire! Like yeah. He's like a child. <laughs> All the men run down to the entrance ramp to try to take down Kane, but Kane takes care of everybody with ease. And then continues walking towards the ring, but before he can get in, he can get back in everybody... Uh, catches up and attacks Kane again. Christian uh, quickly grabs a ladder and drags it into the ring. But all he does, uh, Jericho then seesaws the ladder into the face of Christian as the bell rings to start the match. Jericho with a huge... Yeah, I really like how Kane was just walking down the ramp and then doing his hell stab uppercut to everybody <laughs> nonchalantly. Yes. Like, all right, get your get your shit in, Kane. Yep. Uh, Jericho hits a running bulldog on Benjamin, then a plancha onto Benoit to the outside. Christian then hits a flying clothesline to, on four men, and then Benjamin hits a helo over the top rope onto four men. Kane then follows up with a flying clothesline to everyone on the floor. Kane then quickly grabs a, a ladder and smashes it into everyone. Who tries to stop him, but Jericho finally gets to drop kick the ladder into the face of Kane. Jericho then smashes the ladder into Edge and Benjamin. Benoit then comes from behind while Jericho is holding the ladder with both hands and hits a German suplex onto Jericho. That looks fucking awesome. Yes. Super scary though. Yes. But it was still freaking awesome. I was like, God damn. I had never seen that before. Uh, Benoit is the first to climb the ladder, but Kane goozles Benoit and takes him off the ladder, but Benoit turns it into a crossface. Benoit gets the crossface on Edge, and Kane takes the ladder and smashes it into the face of Benoit, and then takes Benoit's arm and smashes it into the ladder over and over and over again. And at this point point it's when Benoit starts yelling and he continues to do that for the entire rest of the match he just is screaming in pain yes and (laughs) I gotta tell you like any shots that Benoit's had is just so hard to watch yes but and this match in particular is actually very hard to watch because not only does it have the shots to his head the shots to his elbow elbow and then but you have him just screaming yes. in pain yes and it's like imagine like I, i'm i'm sure that he's he was probably screaming in pain when that what was ever happening was happening yes because yeah yeah no so th- th- this match is kind of hard to watch like it's good it's hard to watch though yeah yeah just knowing what's gonna happen in the future yes right Edge and Christian both have ladders, and they get sandwiched between ladders to take a uh, sandwich. Uh, Benoit's arm. Benoit, Edge and Christian both have ladders, and sandwich between the two ladders to take him. I don't know who the hell I was writing about. Well, they sandwiched somebody. <laughs> I didn't write who they sandwiched, but they did something. Uh, Benjamin insecurities the ladder Christian is holding up. Into his face. Edgeson tries for his spear, but Benjamin be- drops Edge face first onto a ladder set up in the corner. Nobody else is in the ring at this point, 
So Shelton sets up a ladder and begins to climb. He's at the point of getting it, but as he's unhooking it, Jericho climbs up the ladder and they fight with punches. Christian then comes in with another ladder and climbs to his. Benoit climbs up on the other side. Edge then sets up a ladder of his own. And Kane climbs up. So now all six men are at the very top of these ladders fighting. Christian then hits a flatliner DDT onto Benoit. Uh, he then hits a front... Uh, I don't know, something. Front something. The top... Uh, oh, hits a flatliner on Benoit from the top of the ladder. Benjamin then hits a T-bone suplex off the top of the ladder on a Jericho. And now all men are down. That T-bone looked like it hurt like hell, too. Well, yes. I was reading I was reading I was reading Jericho's book and when he first worked with uh Shelton um he had to take the T-bone suplex and he didn't know what it was mm-hmm. and so he just like came at him with his arms <laughs> outstretched running at him Oh, I think he's just going to do like a pretty... body slam or something. Well, he had like he, he goes, "What's your finish?" And he goes, "T-bone suplex." And Jericho's like, "What the hell is that?" The stake suplex. And, and then, so, by this point, they've had several matches with each other, so he would know how to take it better, yeah. but still, off the top of the ladder. <clears throat> yeah, no kidding. Jericho then hits a big boot to the back of the head of Christian, who is propped up on a ladder. Jericho then climbs the ladder, and Benjamin, bleh, Benjamin runs up onto the propped up ladder and clotheslines Jericho from the top rope. Which is crazy. Yes, the Wiley Coyote Cam is back to King's Delight. Shelton has his hands on the briefcase, but Christian knocks the ladder over and helps Christian up the ladder. Oh, the taco comes out and uh, hits a big boot on Kane, who then sets up the ladder and helps Christian climb up the ladder, carrying him on his shoulders. Yes. It's interesting. It must have been hard to climb like that because Christian's not a small man. No. He made it look easy, though. Yeah. Uh, Kane then comes back and sends him back down to the ring, and Christian has his hands on the briefcase as Kane shoves the ladder over, sending Christian over the top rope onto Tomko. Uh, Kane is on the briefcase. Jericho quickly climbs the ladder, and they fight at the ladder. And the ladder then eventually tips over. And both men fall onto the top rope. Jericho falls out. Kane falls into the ring. Benoit, with one arm, is trying to move a ladder, holding the arm Kane destroyed earlier. Uh, Benoit then slowly climbs the ladder from the top rope. He climbs to the very top and calls for a headbutt to Kane. Benoit then hits a flying headbutt onto Kane. And the stitches break open, and blood starts streaming down the face of Benoit. So and he I... also starts screaming. Yes. <laughs> a Benoit, <laughs> a Benoit <laughs> chant breaks out as he starts to climb the ladder, but Kane uh, sets up both men. Uh, they both fight on the uh, ladder. Benoit starts headbutting Kane over and over again until Kane falls off the ladder. Benoit is at the briefcase, but then Edge hits. Benoit with the in the bad arm, and Edge quickly climbs the ladder, unhooks the briefcase, 
to win money in the bank. Maybe that's why he wanted to do it. Hey, you'll win. Oh, okay, I guess. Well, well, that's that's what Jericho told him. He's like, you're going to win, you idiot, so take the match. He's like, all right, I guess. And then he went on to do great things. But yes. as Edge's, Edge's celebration is kind of ruined because they keep showing Benoit on the ground and him just going, wah, 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 the entire yes. time. And I'm just like, Okay, Benoit, I'm sure. Like, we get it, you're hurt. We get it. Ah! <laughs> he's like, he's like, he just watched that Aja Kong match and he wants to emulate yes, exactly. that or something. So, I really liked the match. It didn't get as crazy as it will in the future, but I think it was really fun. Shelton Benjamin got Shelton to do his Benjamin flippy shit. Is, yeah, he's, he was the absolute star of this and he's kind of made a career out of being in these matches. Yep. So, uh, basically, I said the flying headbutt was the hardest part to watch. Um, and then headbutting Kane over and over again. I was like, Jesus, really? Uh, but yeah, nothing out of craziness except Benoit doing his shit. <clears throat> Eugene comes down to the ring and grabs a microphone. JR mentions Ooh. that he has a bad right knee. Eugene says he can't believe it's rest. He's at WrestleMania. And mentions WrestleMania... King Kong Bundy uh, versus uh, the Midgets. And they made an army of the Midgets, and it was awesome. And I was like, that match sucked. Go back and listen to our review of WrestleMania 2. Or was it 2 or... Th- yeah. It was WrestleMania 3. 3, that's it. Yeah. One of them. It was Hillbilly Jim. Midgets are and... awesome. Yeah, it was terrible. Yeah. And I heard him, the midget's biting his ass, and yeah. Finally, yeah. Muhammad Hassan comes down. Thank God. And Davari come out well, as well. I know, I know, whatever. Hassan grabs a mic and asks why he is angry. And Eugene says he doesn't like midgets. Uh, and Hassan continues to say that he has been excluded. He says that Hollywood is a bunch, a bunch of fakes, and L.A. is full of bigotry. And the crowd is having a huge what chant. Hassan says he's never been uh, pinned. And it's a disgrace that someone like Eugene, as Davari yells at him in Arabic. Hassan that says he is going to create a WrestleMania moment. I think this is like one of the earliest times I heard WrestleMania moment. I mean, I know they. It wasn't a thing. I know it yeah, wasn't. I mean, a, it really wasn't a thing yeah. up until this point. So, uh, Davari and Hassan beat down Eugene. He gets put in the camel clutch. Um, Hulk Hogan's music then plays. Hogan comes out in the red and yellow. Both JR and King freak out. And Davari and Hassan beat down Hogan. But Hogan takes care of them with the double noggin knocker. And then and he going, brother, 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 brother. And then, you know, yep. your leg drop. Yep. Jim Ross says that it's a WrestleMania moment. Hogan hits the big boot. Uh, and throws Hassan over the top rope. Tavari hits Hogan in the back with a steel chair. But Hogan is unfazed. He boots Points at him and says, you. Yep. And that's it. Hogan spends three hours posing. I fast forwarded through all of it. Yeah. I said, oh, oof, this segment did... aged horribly. Yeah, it did. But did you see who was at ringside? I don't remember. 
Former WCW champion David Arquette. Oh, yeah. Okay, moving on. That's all that needs to be said. (laughs) I will say this. Good on David Arquette for taking the money he made working for WCW and giving it to charity. Yes, good on him for doing that. I also like his independent work as of late. Yes. Although he doesn't need to be in any more death matches. Well, yes, that match with Nick Gage. Well, nobody should have matches with Nick Gage. True. Next up. A terrible human being. I don't know him. I'm not going to comment. A video package placer. Well, you did rob a bank. Yeah, well, we all got to do something sometime. A video <laughs> package for Andy Orton, the legend killer, versus The Undertaker. So, it's now ready for that. Druids come out, surround the ring with torches. As the Undertaker comes out, he levitates to the ring. Ooh! And the streak is now 12-0. and 0. The streak is a thing now. Michael Cole compares the streak yeah. of, of a team going 12-0 and 0 at Super Bowls. Yes, but they don't have to, you know. My whole thing is, you have to work really hard just to get to the Super Bowl. Yeah, and Undertaker just gets into WrestleMania by default. Exactly. The other, the other thing is, is like the reason that it became a the streak became a thing this year. Honestly, is because Undertaker wanted Randy to break it. Yeah, and Randy was like, "No, brother, not <laughs> doing that." There you go. Uh, so it's Legend versus Legend Killer. Take a I really like the. I really do like that uh, video package because, like, uh, Taker starts evoking like all this gothic imagery. He calls the people who he has faced dragons. It's like super cool. <laughs> okay. Uh. Okay. Sorry. No, that's all good. Taker then. Uh, Taker tries to corner Orton, but he's able to slip out. Orton hits a drop kick for a cover for a one. Orton sells Taker's punches like he has a broken jaw rolling around and covering up his face. Orton tries for an early RKO, but uh, Randy is thrown to the outside of the ring, hitting the announce table. Taker hits a draping leg drop onto Orton. Several running clotheslines to the corner by Undertaker. A sleeper on Taker by Orton to... uh, and then Orton just showboats as Undertaker stands up, but uh, Orton lays in several punches, a Randy Sucks chant then breaks out. Undertaker puts on a dragon sleeper, but Orton, or on Orton, excuse me, but Orton eventually hits a Desperation DDT. Uh, Orton then applies a sleeper on Taker, and a small chant is heard. Oh, I saw a small boring chant is heard, I should say. Orton then hits a big power slam on Undertaker. He gets a two count. Orton hits a 10 punch. But Taker turns it into a last ride. But Orton gets out. Orton's thrown into the ref, who is now knocked out. Another last ride attempt. But Undertaker's knees buckle. And out of nowhere, Bob Orton attack uh, cracks. Undertaker across the face with his cast. 
Yes, because his arm's been broken for 20 years. Yep. He then he drapes... really needs to look to see if he has diabetes or something. <laughs> Randy's arm is then draped over the overtaker as Bob Orton revives the ref. One, two, kick out. Undertaker sits up. Bob Orton is gets back on the ref and hits a running big boot. The Undertaker then goes for a choke slam, but Orton turns into an RKO again. Another huge near fall. The crowd's biting really hard. Orton calls for a tombstone, and he picks him up, but Undertaker reverses it. It's a tombstone on Orton, and now he's been defeated. He picks up a pinfall victory. I thought that was really dumb. Like, you're going to go for the tombstone? That's Undertaker's finisher. He knows how to get out of all of them. Well, yeah, it was, it was, but it shows how cocky he is because mm -hmm. he's the legend killer. He can do all the moves better than anybody else. Yep. So, yeah, what do you think of this match? I thought, okay, so Randy Orton is one of those guys who either has really intense matches or matches that are slow and boring. And this is one of those few matches that was both slow and boring and also really intense. Yeah, I, was, I, I thought that's exactly where you were going, and I was like, yeah, I can see that. Um, so the first three quarters of the match, it's a typical Randy Orton headlock match. And then the crowd really starts to get into it once uh, Undertaker goes and tries <laughs> to give him that choke slam, and he hits kind of the first RKO out of nowhere. Or one of the first big ones. Even though it looked like shit. And then... That's when the intensity really... Like, the crowd really got into it. So they got into it in the latter part. But, like... Yeah. Randy Orton is, is not necessarily the best opponent for Taker. Agreed. Because Taker's slow himself. So when you have two slow wrestlers going at it, it's hard to get that, that intensity going... Um, especially because it's hard and Randy's slow and he just really likes that headlock. Yeah. doesn't really hit very hard. So Christy Hemi is the new playboy cover girl. Trish is angry because she says she's a woman's champion. Trish lays out Hemi and spray paints, uh, really, really legibly slut on the back of Christy. Well, that's because Trish Stratus is from Canada and they have good penmanship. I guess. Now, here's what's... I mean, Trish... Here's my understanding is Trish was asked if she wanted to do Playboy and she turned it down. Which, hey, right. you know, that's her right. Um, I just found this kind of funny knowing that, you know... I don't know. Why, why would anyone be like, Oh, you bitch, you took Playboy. I'm pretty sure you have never been like... You're a cute blonde girl with big boobs. You're in. We have no standards. Sure, but like I don't know. I think I I, I think the the feud wasn't necessarily about Christy oh, taking I know. Playboy where or Trish wanted it. It was more like Christy took Playboy and really she should be getting better in the ring. I guess. So Lita has been training Christy. So, oh, no, I'm thinking of Mickey James. Never mind, never mind. Okay, sorry. 
So it's kind of crazy to see where both women went because these guys are, I mean, Trish is still, I mean, Trish is getting better, definitely, from the previous WrestleManias. No, she's, she's, I would say that Trish is actively good in this match. Yeah, and it's crazy to see where Christy ends up. <clears throat> so, women's championship, Christy Hemi with Lita versus Trish Stratus, the champion. Trish lays down and tells Christy to pin her as the bell rings, but then quickly gets up. Trish easily outmaneuvers Christy, and trips, showing that Christy isn't a wrestler. A knife is chopped on Hemi. Trish tries for a chick kick, but it's blocked and gets a two count. Trish, though, comes back up and keeps beating Christy as Lita looks on as Trish makes fun of her. Christy is quick to roll, get a quick roll-up attempt for a two-count. Um, Trish, Trish shoves Lita and uh, from behind while Lita was checking on Christy. Another quick roll-up attempt by Christy for a near fall. Trish pegs off, slams Trish's face into the turnbuckle repeatedly. Then hits a reverse twist of fate for another near fall. A, a roll up by Trish is reversed by Hammy for a two. And a chick kick out of nowhere for the pinfall. Trish is still your women's champion. I didn't like this match. It really felt like they focused way more on Lita and Trish. Like, this was supposed to be Lita versus Trish. But, you know, but it wasn't. Lita was hurt. Yeah, well, no, I think it was, but Lita was hurt at the time. Yeah, so she, couldn't, the dark, she couldn't wrestle. Dark Angel thing, right? Yeah. And so they put Christy Hemi in this match, and Christy Hemi had no business being here. And the, and the thing is, is that Christy Hemi never really got to become a good wrestler anyway. Yeah, she got better. Like, she got a bit better. Like, if you look at her stuff in TNA, like... Mainly, her thing was doing a split on the top rope and then doing a leg drop. Like, yeah. it looked fine, but that was, like... But she was never really a wrestler. Where her talents lay was in ring announcing, and she's an excellent ring announcer. So, I don't know. Yep. I under, I understand why they, ha they, they did this match, but, like, it's not a good look. And it, and it seemed kind of clear that Trish was kind of pissed off. About something because um, this this match was really sloppy and I don't think she was happy with the outcome. I wouldn't doubt it. All right, next up is Kurt Angle versus Shawn Michaels. A video Yay. package plays for the match. Everything started at the Royal Rumble. Kurt Angle is super kicked out of the ring by Shawn Michaels. Kurt says that he won an Olympic gold medal. But everyone talked about Shawn Michaels coming down from the rafters in 1996. So Angle has done it all. But he's never been able to beat Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania. Because they never fought at WrestleMania until now. Um... But yeah, yes, so... but we did, but we did get the 
awesome, sexy Kurt song out of out of this feud. Was that this one? Yes. You'll make your ankle I'm hurt. Just, this, yes, I'm just the sexy Kurt. Sexy Kurt. I'll make your ankle hurt. Ankle hurt. Yes, with the fat cherry. Well, okay, but also old cherry. Yes. And that happens to people as they age. I know. I am old and fat. <laughs> All right. Kurt Angle versus Shawn Michaels. A Raw versus SmackDown match. Can we just say that this is the best match on the show? Yes. Yes, we can. Angle tries to ride Shawn Michaels, and he tries to get out, but Angle holds on. Uh, finally, both men stand up staring at each other. A side headlock takeover by Michaels, along with a headlock by Angle. Angle even back suplexes HBK, but he's able to keep the headlock on. Every time Angle tries to go for, to get out, HBK holds on for a headlock. This uh, is the way you do a headlock correctly. Take note, Randy Orton. There you go. Finally, HBK is backed into a corner, and Brian Hebner counts to four to release the headlock. Uh, Michaels hits another takeover, and then back into a headlock, but that doesn't last very long. Uh... As a leapfrog by Angle into a short arm scissors onto Angle. Again, Angle tries to get out, but uh, but can't, but can't. But finally, Kurt deadlifts HBK up and Michaels and turns it into a sunset flip for a two and then a backslide for another two. JR and King are impressed by HBK's wrestling ability. Yeah, well, let's just talk about something real quick. You said that he did the short arm scissors. Yeah. Now, generally generally speaking, you do not do the short arm scissors on two people of the same size because it doesn't look correct. But they did it and it looked awesome. Um, so kudos to that. But I just really love the story that they were telling in this first part of the match where Ang Angle is trying to out-wrestle Shawn Michaels and for some whatever reason, it's not happening. So it was great. Yeah. Uh, an ankle lock. Wait, what? Hold on. Okay. An ankle lock, but Michaels is able to escape. Uh, he sends Angle to the outside. Michaels clears the announce table of, but, uh, but Kurt Angle tries to suplex uh, Michaels onto the table, but it's blocked. So Kurt hits an angle slam into the ring post, smashing HBK's lower back into the ring post, which JR brings up the back surgery and the absence uh, and the absence of Michaels. The fuck did I write that for? For four years. Oh, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, he was gone for four years because of his lower back. Yes. Which also makes sense as to why Kurt and Sean have never wrestled before. Yeah, of course. On the top rope, Angle hits a suplex, but Angle is knocked off. And Michaels with an elbow drop, but Angle rolls out of the way. The straps finally come down, and Angle is waiting to strike. But Michaels blocks an Angle slam. And back body drops Angle to the outside of the ring to the floor. Michaels hits a crossbody, his knee smashing Angle in the face. Angle then tries to German suplex Michaels off the apron of the ring, 
but Sean is able to hang on. I always think that's a really impressive spot. It is, but it's also so stupid because you're never actually going to hit that spot. Well, the day they do, they'll be like, oh my god, finally! Well, of course, you know, we have two retired men. They'll never be able to do that because they're both retired. But no, you really should never do that spot. The only time I've ever seen somebody suplex off the uh, off the apron like that was uh, William Regal and Fit Finley did that in a match in WCW. And <laughs> Finley took the bump, but he landed on his feet and then fell back. So, like, it looked completely fake. Oh, um, ah. So, so like it's impressive that they they have the like that they are able to hold on like that. But if somebody like just let go by accident, Kurt would not suplex. He would just fall and break his neck again. Wow. So it's it's scary. It, it's like a scary spot mm-hmm. for no reason. Like yeah. there's, no, there's never going to be a payoff for that. Yeah. Okay. Michael. Okay. Uh. Ba Michael sets a low blow while he distracts the ref. Angle then is kicked into the announce table. And Michaels hits a, mu- a middle rope splash, but the table doesn't break or anything. Both men just fall off the table to the floor. It was a Japanese announce table. Yes. <laughs> Angle is bleeding from the mouth as the ref counts up to eight. As both men crawl back into the ring at nine. Both men stare at each other. As they are both slowly stand up and exchange uh, chops and punches. A flying clothesline by Michaels, who then nips up and continues working over Angle with an inverted atomic drop. A scoop slam on Angle. Uh, Michaels climbs to the top rope. He hits a picture-perfect elbow drop and then tunes up the band. A super kick, but Angle blocks it and turns it into the ankle lock. Michaels desperately tries to get out as Michaels screams and yells. Fingertips away. Michaels finally reaches it, but he milks it and milks it, and then can reach the ring. Uh, rings, reaches the ropes. Angle refuses to let go as the crowd boos as the ref breaks it up. An Olympic slam attempt, but Michaels flips out and ankle turns it into an ankle lock. Michaels gets out. Michaels then tries for a switch in music. Angle counters it into an Olympic slam for a near fall. A moonsault by Angle, but Michaels rolls out of the way. Michaels slowly climbs to the top rope as Angle runs up the turnbuckle for a super Angle slam for the cover, but only gets a 2.8 count as Michaels and the crowd bites hard as HPK kicks out. They were sure this was the finish. Angle yells at HPK saying his days are done. And Michaels hits a sweet chin music out of nowhere. But can't capitalize as both men are too tired. And are laid out in the ring as the crowd is going nuts now. Slowly Michaels crawls over to Angle. And places a single arm on his chest for another near fall. Angle comes back to life. Puts Michaels in an ankle lock. Michaels tries to kick Angle off twice. But Angle keeps the hold on. Michael gives us jumping to try to get to the ropes, but Angle wraps himself around Michaels, who is in the middle of the ring and seemingly can't move. Michaels appears like he is going to tap, but almost does, but stops himself. But finally, the pain is too much, and Michaels is forced to tap out. 
This match was he great. He made his ankle hurt. He did. Yeah, I know. This is clearly, clearly, clearly the match of the night. So good. I said JR Beautiful. really helped this match kick it into another gear to help sell everything. It was awesome match. I loved it early on. We then had the high spots with both men defying the odds, kicking out of each other's finishers, and Angle finally making Michaels, who rarely taps out. I love this match. It was so good, fun to watch. Yeah, totally awesome. Anything else, Dad? Not, I, I mean, really, no. I mean, it's just, it's such a good match that I, all I can say is, if you haven't seen this, go out of your way to watch it. I agree. May Young and Moolah are shown in the crowd. Uh, Rowdy's, Pi- <laughs> Rowdy's Piper's music then plays. Piper was introduced or inducted into the Hall of Fame 24 hours earlier. The Piper's pit is set up in the ring. King puts over Piper and says his legendary wrestle his rest his legendary moments at WrestleMania. Piper then asks, who is the baddest man? Who is the meanest man? And he says, Stone Cold. And he asks, Who is the rebel? And the crowd says something, and he says, Bullshit. And enters the Stone Cold to the Piper's pit. Austin throws his stool out of the ring, so Piper does the same thing. Piper welcomes Austin, then slaps him, and Austin says, Thank you, sir, may I have another? Uh, And then he says, Thank you for having me, you son of a bitch, and then slaps him back. Piper then claims he wasn't, he hasn't met Austin before, and the crowds chants what? The crowd chants what? And Piper asks if the crowd is deaf and then realize what he did. He then cuts Yeah, a, and he has some fun with it. Yes. He then cuts a promo and the crowd can chant what? And tells the crowd to try and keep up now. Piper claims that he is the original rebel pissing Vince McMahon off before WrestleMania even had a number. Carlito's music then starts off with a spitting sound, if you know Carlito's theme, which interrupts the conversation. Carlito says neither man is cool and proceeds to walk down to the ring. Carlito says everyone wants to see him and not them. Roddy Piper has no idea who Carlito is, which just <laughs> is terrible. Carlito plays. Oh, yes, honey. Yeah. Carlito politely asks both men to leave and go to the back. Piper steals the apple from Carlito, takes a few huge bites, and then spits it into the eyes of Carlito's stealing his gimmick. Carlito then attacks Piper as Austin just stands back and laughs. Austin finally helps out by hitting a stunner on Carlito, and Piper throws him out of the ring. They have a beer bash. Piper is eventually stunned as well. I wrote a very weird segment as it was like they were both going to fight each other until Carlito came out for really no reason. Right. I, this is like, I, I think it's a something like 
the, the crowd wants to see Austin, but Austin isn't going to wrestle, so have him come out and stun a couple people and but, make them happy. But Rowdy Piper saying, I, we've never met before. Well, they may not have. I, I call complete bullshit on that. <laughs> they were probably in WCW together. Maybe. I don't know. I thought that's such a weird segment because... I, it certainly is a weird segment. I'm not saying that it's not. I'm just saying that the reason was they wanted to get Austin involved. No, no, I, I know why. I'm just saying that it was just really freaking weird. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. A crash cut edit to Michael Cole and Taz talking about the about the upcoming sumo match. I'm curious what they edited off. I'm assuming it was probably um, like a sponsor commercial break or something. Probably. The other thing the other thing is is I think they had a video package about the Hall of Fame at some point. That was le- uh and- no, they have that later on. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, it was some weird just smash cut. So, anywho. Well, they also had, they also had to like cut away from stuff because they were taking the ring apart. Ah, well, no, this is just like a weird smash cut that that ran into yeah, the next yeah, match. Yeah. So, some kind of edit. <clears throat> sumo match. Sumo match. This is one thing I want to do while I'm in Japan next year. Is see a sumo match. Why? I don't know. I just think it would be fun to go do. Aki. Yeah, I mean... Oh, yep, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, it would be interesting. Um, I mean, there's two different types of sumo wrestling to watch. You can watch the really big fat guys, or you can watch the more muscular people who are more th- more athletic. I prefer the more athletic guys myself, but that's just me. I don't know. It's sumo. <laughs> All right. Aki Bono. An American-born uh, sumo guy. There was some backstory yes, about, like, he was, like, the first gaijin sumo grand champion. Yeah, he was the first American to reach the rank of Yokozu. And uh, he basically had recently retired from sumo, like, within the last year. And so that's why the WWF was able to get him. Um. Wasn't he like a MMA fighter or something? I, I feel like it was something he was doing before. Okay, so Akibono ended up having a MMA and professional wrestling career after this match in Japan. But it wasn't until after this. And the reason I know that is he was not covered in head-to-toe and tattoos in this match. Gotcha. Okay, well... The first of the celebrity WrestleMania matchups for the big show. show. Yep. Both men come out in kimonos, which, man, I want a big show size kimono. You'd be swimming in it. I would be. It'd be a tent. (laughs) Both men disrobes as the crowd gasps in horror. (laughs) Michael Cole explains that stomping and the clapping are pre-match rituals. Along with the salt tossing, Taz is beyond excited. Both men face off as the crowd boos as both men then walk away from each other. 
Both men enter the circle for a third time, and they finally start... No, fuck off, Windows. Sorry. They both started doing fuck off, Windows? Yes. No, Windows update just popped up like, hey, you want to install this update right now? Yeah, sure. No. Oh, sorry. Both men enter the circle for the third time, and they finally start Akibono with thrusts, but Big Show actually holds his own. Big Show tries to throw Akibono out. Same for Bono, as he is close to sending out the show, but he can't. Big Show then picks up Akibono, but Akibono shifts his weight and sends Big Show out of the ring. Your winner, Akibono. After the match, one minute and three seconds. Yep. They hug and shake hands afterwards. Yeah. Hockey Bono really shouldn't have, uh, uh, you know, or Big Show shouldn't have tried lifting up Hockey Bono. It was amazing that he could, though. He did. Yeah. He picked him up by his his belt and was like, whoa. Yeah. I I mean, it's odd that this is Hockey Bono's only appearance for the WWE. Especially because uh, pretty much directly after this, he had a pretty lengthy pro wrestling career in Japan, hmm. um, working for New Japan and All Japan Pro pretty exclusively between those two. And Akibono was one of three people that mm-hmm. Brock Lesnar uh, faced off against uh, uh, to defend his IWGP Heavyweight Championship when he had that. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Well, there you go. It was a bad match. All right. Are you ready? Dun, dun. No, not quite. A promo package plays for JBL versus John Cena. JBL costs John Cena the U.S. title, and Cena lives by a code, an eye for an eye. And JBL destroys the U.S. title by throwing it in a trash can and setting it on fire. Well, we should we should say that it's the Spinner World uh, yes. U.S. title. This is rapper John Cena. Word life. Cena attacks Teddy Long with an FU, and then Long says Cena can't lay a hand on JBL or his title match is gone. Both men play games to try to piss each other off as JBL lays a hand on John Cena so John Cena can strike back. It's a classic Vince McMahon versus Stone Cold. Where Stone Cold can't lay a hand on Vince McMahon, but if Vince McMahon lays a hand on Stone Cold, he can retaliate. But I don't understand how, like, using scissors to cut off JBL's tie doesn't count as laying hands on him. I agree. It's every man versus the rich, a low-rent version of Austin versus McMahon, I wrote. I would I would actually say that this is more of a low-rent version. Ted DiBiase versus Macho Man. Yeah, probably. I would agree. JBL's limo is given a police escort to the arena. <clears throat> JBL bucks fall from the ring, or fall from the ceiling, I should say, to the ring. JBL has been champion for 242 days at this point. Longest heel champion reign in modern era. Since Great American Bash 2004. It was weird hearing My Time Is Now without hearing John Cena sucks 
along with it. Cena yeah. just gets a normal entrance with his custom Big John Cena chain. Yes, with the master lock on it. Yep. No, he had a big, huge one. <laughs> he had the big, big John Cena spinner. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was like Flavor Flav. Yeah. It's the cover of his rap album. Yes. Yes. Yep. Colin Taz put over the WWE title. Taz says it's been his goal to become champion. It's sad thinking about what happened to Taz in his career. Both men trade blows early on. A leapfrog spot is brought up that JBL was a former NFL player for the Oakland Raiders. I had no fucking clue. They don't mention that very often. He's been a wrestler much longer. Yeah, of course. I was just but... shocked to hear that he, he made it to the NFL. I was like, wow. Well, he's a pretty big dude. No, he is. A huge spine buster on Cena for a quick two on two or two count. JBL keeps working over Cena with stiff clotheslines and kicks to the face and forearms to the back. Finally, JBL locks in a sleeper hold in the center of the ring as the crowd is getting restless as Cena starts to fade. Out of nowhere, Cena hits a bad back body drop on JBL to break the sleeper hold. Both men are drawn to the mat as Nick Patrick counts both men are then back to their feet by seven. Cena hits a shoulder block. Both men are down and they both look like they're dead. They both get up at five. Cena is thrown to the outside of the ring and JBL hits a neck breaker on the outside. Nick Patrick gets to seven as Cena is thrown back into the ring. JBL places Cena on the top rope and hits a superplex and again takes down both men. JBL eventually crawls and rolls Cena over but only gets a two count. JBL climbs to the top rope. Cena catches him for a scoop slam to the mat. And again, both men are down to the count of seven. Cena then gets a second wind. He's fired up. He hits his five moves of doom to a mix of boos and cheers and does a you can't see me. He pumps up his sneakers. Uh, but that's all quickly stopped with a knee lift. Uh, JBL then goes for a clothesline from hell, but Cena ducks it, gets JBL up for the FU, and then picks up the victory. Your new world champion, JBL. I mean, uh, John Cena, excuse me. Uh, after the match, John Cena celebrates with the crowd. So and bites the belt to make sure that it looks real. It's not chocolate. He's just like, is this real? Ah. Ow. I think Angle told him to do that. When you win that title, you'd, you'd bite it. Maybe. This match sucked! <laughs> well, yes, because essentially, I don't know whose idea this was. Probably JBL. But JBL was like, I'm not taking shit tonight. So I'm going to beat you up for 10 minutes, and then you hit your finisher and you win. <clears throat> Yeah, all they did was brawl. JBL carried the whole match and basically killed Cena the entire time. And then out of nowhere, Cena's like, Hulk, smash! And F you, win. I didn't care for this match. 
The crowd didn't care for this match. The crowd was dead this match. This sucked. I mean, they were they were they were happy to see John win. They were. I think it's more, but I think it was more that it was it was wasn't so much that John Cena won more at JBL law. They milked yeah. Well, they also milked the shit out of the count of them being down. Right. Oh God, it was awful. A package plays recapping the Hall of Fame ceremony. A lot of big names were uh, inducted. Mean Gene brings out all the superstars onto the stage. Get this list. Nikolai Volkov. Iron Sheik. Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff. Who could not keep his eyes off of Miss Jackie. Although she was very good looking. It was hilarious. Uh, Cowboy Bob Orton. Jimmy Hart. Rowdy Piper. And Hulk Hogan. Talk about blowing your load. Well, there's a reason why they did this particular class. If you look at all the people who were there, it's all the people who had big matches at WrestleMania 1. Yeah. With the exception of Mr. T. <clears throat> yep. We kick back to JR and King at the Stable Center is a sellout. Now it's time for Triple H versus Batista. And it's an imploded evolution. Orton won the title last year at SummerSlam, beating Chris Benoit. And Triple H was happy. But then he famously beat up Orton the next night on Raw with the thumbs up and then the thumbs down. That's probably like the only thing I remember from the whole Orton winning. Was he up on Big Dave's shoulders, giving him the thumbs up, and then they zoom in, bam, down. Yep, and then he eats an electric chair, and yeah. Batista won the Royal Rumble, and he had a choice to make. Who would he face at WrestleMania? Triple H was talking shit to Ric Flair about Batista, and he attacked Triple H, and now it's time for the former Evolution members to square off. Motorhead, this is the second time we've seen Motorhead play? Triple H out? Yes, because I believe Motorhead played them out at WrestleMania 17 or 18. No, it was 17. Yeah, it was against Undertaker. Uh, Right, and they actually played the song better this time because Lemmy actually knew the lyrics. I said Lemmy slurred his lyrics. Well, he did, but the lyrics were much more clear as opposed to the last time where it's like, I am the game, you know how to play it. Play it I have the game. game. You, you I know, know how to play it. And I can play it. Glavin, bitch. And something else. And... Bah, da, 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 da. Guitar solo. I have... I have clue. I know how to play that. I also know how to play Battleship. Like, he was just, like, saying all the things that he knew how to play. Like, in the first one. This one, he actually played the song. Yes. Uh, I really thought he didn't sound very good. <laughs> Uh, but he gets well, another one. Never entrance. sounds good. That is true. The match starts out with both men staring down. Oh yeah, Batista just gets a normal ass entrance. Well, yeah, and the other thing is, is like it's it's very odd to hear Batista come out to any other music besides saliva. I walk alone. Yeah, I know. And I was like, oh man. Basically, this is this is I walk alone without any of the lyrics. Yes. And he does. 
his little machine gun pose thing that he does, but there's no pyro. So he just looks like, <laughs> so he's just like going, rah, rah. <laughs> and he's like shouting. And I'm just like, the beast, you look ridiculous. Yes. The match starts out with both men staring each other down and then trying to jockey for position. Batista is showing his strength, pushing Triple H down every now and then. Triple H calls for a pedigree early, but Batista is able to power out and press slams Triple H. A big back body drop on Triple H. Batista is now in control, and it doesn't last long as Triple H hits a high knee to Batista, knocking him to the outside of the ring. Ric Flair stalks Batista, but the ref stops him. But this allows Triple H to run Batista into the ring steps. Triple H chokes Batista, and the ref gets in Triple H's face, and they argue as Flair chokes Batista out with a sport jacket. <clears throat> Triple H continues to work over the back, uh, and several elbows to the small of the back, and then a knee to the back as well. Jim Ross is pissed at Ric Flair again as he interjects himself into the match, choking out Batista behind the ref's back as Triple H continues working over the lower back of Batista. Batista gets several punches and starts to make a comeback, but Triple H counters with a spine buster and repeatedly goes for pinfall attempts. But all three times, Batista kicks out at two. Triple H goes for the pedigree again, but back body drops Triple H. Uh, but Triple H is able to quickly regain control with another knee lift to the face. Triple H climbs to the top rope, which he never does, and he waits for Batista to get to his feet and tries for a flying clothesline, but Batista turns it into a clothesline of his own, and now Batista has control and hits a sidewalk slam on Triple H. Back out to the outside, Triple H throws Batista into the steps and then sets up for Batista uh, to give him a pedigree onto the steps, but, but Batista counters it and drives Triple H uh, face first with a catapult into the ring steps. Or sorry, into the ring post. I hate that. I hate the catapult. Looks so fake. Now Triple H is busted open. Batista repeatedly smacks Triple H's head into a set of stairs. And now Triple H is bleeding everywhere. Batista hits a huge clothesline in the corner on Triple H. A Batista chant breaks out as he hits a power slam for a near fall on Triple H. Ric Flair again then tries for cheap shots, Batista, but Batista punches Flair, and Triple H tries to hit Batista with a chair, but the ref jumps and grabs the chair, knocking himself out of the match. Ric Flair then runs in, is spine bustered, the ref, show, the ref shows up and is trying to get Flair out of the ring. This allows Triple H to smash the title belt across the head of Batista, Triple H gets a cover for a near fall as the crowd bites hard with a, a massive series of boos prior to the pinfall. So they thought this was it. Triple H is going to screw over Batista and we're done for. They were happy when he kicked out. Um, out of nowhere... Batista hits a huge spine buster on Triple H as the blood flows from Triple H's head. The ref is out again. This allows Triple H to get a little blow on Batista, who is going for a Batista bomb to finish off Triple H. Triple H is set up for a pedigree, but he can't get Batista up. Twice Batista stops the pedigree attempt. 
and Batista was able to break the fingers of Triple H and slams Triple H and, and Batista with the thumbs up and then down as Batista sets up Triple H and hangs him for a long time in the air before slamming him down to the mat with a uh, Batista bomb for the pinfall. Again, new world heavyweight champion is Batista. After the match, Batista poses in front of Triple H as a blood as he is a bloody mess. Ric Flair helps Triple H to the back as a huge display of pyro goes off as Big Dave poses on the rings and posts with the belt. What did you think of this final match? Um, it was kind of like the JBL John Cena match in many ways. Triple th- H got a lot got a lot of offense in, but the main difference is is that Triple H was sold for Batista eventually. I would and also say it told a much better story because I think so too. Everything Triple H did, it was focused on the small of the back. He was trying to make it so if you tried to do a Batista bomb, it would hurt. Dave just as much or more. So I, I agree with you. There was a lot of brawling and a lot of slowness, but Everything was deliberate. Everything seemed like it had its place. Where in the John Cena match, JBL's just randomly punching and kicking and hitting forearms to the back that make no lick of difference. But in the Batista match, it's at least telling a story. I will say that JBL also did a number of neck breakers during that match. So he was targeting... Yeah, well, I, I get well, what you're saying, though. He was targeting John Cena's upper back and, and neck, which is what he would use to use the FU. So there were some attempts there. I But the match itself here between Dave and Batista was a much more successful story, and I think that had a lot to do with how much Triple H gave Dave here, like catapulting himself, busting himself wide open, bleeding all over the place. We didn't get that in the other match. And so that added a lot of drama in there. And I'll say this. They made sure that uh, they sold how deadly the Batista bomb is because Triple H had tried to do everything in his power to get make sure that he never got anywhere near that uh, until eventually he got caught one too many times. Whereas... There was no FU attempts. Oh, well, here it is. And then it was just like... So, matches themselves were similar. But I like this Triple H, uh, Dave Batista match much simply because of a few small elements that make it quite... Make it just superb. Yeah. Dave, Dave Batista was one of my all-time favorite um, when when he was around. And I, I, I really, I, I think he's a really, I think, I think honestly he's underrated in terms of big men. Like he has a lot of really good matches and this is, this is one of them. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I gotta say for as much as I criticize Triple H, he is very fair when it comes at WrestleMania. He does the job. Yeah. Well, you know what? 
you know don't get I, me wrong. Like, I, I will always criticize Triple H for this period of time, as well as the yeah. bullshit he pulled at WrestleMania 19. Well, I think that's what it is. He's making amends for what he did. Now, it doesn't help Booker T any, but he's yeah. making amends for it. Because I think he realized that he did a shitty Yeah, I don't know. I mean, obviously, well, he, we, he, none of us... He hardly there. ever wins... I mean, I know that this is this is kind of a spoiler, but he hardly ever wins at WrestleMania. Well, yeah, but I mean, does it really fucking matter when you win eleven more pay per views out of the year, or whatever the you know the the average is? You know, at the end of the day, like fucking Triple H should take a pinfall, no problem. It ain't gonna hurt him. That's part of the problem, right. though. Right, right, right. No one's well, gonna I mean, be like, oh man. Yeah, no, exactly. It does count more. It does, but. I don't know. I don't know. I get what you're saying, though. Yeah, yeah. So, I think this is one of the quickest reviews we've done of a Wrestle. Oh, excuse me, a WrestleMania main of uh, WrestleMania show. Well, I think that's because of of two reasons. One, the show itself. There's not a ton of matches on it. All things considered, a lot of the matches have. Uh, had a long time to go through. Like, I'm I'm going to go through and count, but, like, I don't remember there being a lot of matches. There's Eddie Guerrero and the Rey Mysterio, the Money in the Bank match, so that's two. And then, let's see. Trish Randy and, Orton under... Yep, we're Randy Orton, so Undertaker. Three. three Trish four. Trish and... Hemi. Yep. So that's four there. Shawn Michaels and Kurt Angles, five. And then... John After Cena. That, yeah, there's only seven matches. Right. Because I don't count the Big Show and the Akibonum thing as a match. So there's only seven matches. Yeah. Each of them each of and, them had plenty of Yeah, they were given a lot of time. Of time. Yeah. yeah. And I I'll, I'll be had plenty of time. I'll be honest, I didn't include the times, so I feel kinda bad, but No, but I mean like John Cena won the world title the WWF title in 12 minutes. Batista won his in like 22. So like they each had pretty long matches. Yeah. And, and the other thing is, is that oftentimes when we are, when we talk about matches for a long time, we talk about either things that we liked or things that we really hated. And the thing about this particular WrestleMania, and and it's not necessarily a, a bad thing, but there was nothing really bad here. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I felt like finally it was like there was nothing egregious. I mean, outside of the Kurt Angle Shawn Michaels match, I mean, there really but wasn't there was also, a lot bad. Yeah, out, outside of great. that match, there was there, there was nothing super spectacular either. So, I mean, I'd like, probably say the the women's match is probably the worst. I mean, even the Yaki right. Bono match wasn't terrible. There was just a lot of stalling, and for good reason because I mean, simple matches don't last that long. In general, right, but... and also, right, and also, Big Show doesn't know how to do a sumo. Yeah, he's like, like, you know what would have been really interesting? Like, I think he had died at this point, but it would have been really cool. Wait, who? If Akibono died? I'm, I'm get... No, 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 no. Akibono is. I I don't believe he's he's dead. No, I was going to say it would have been really cool, but I <laughs> think he had died at this point. If they had gotten John Tenta to be in that match. Oh yeah. Because oh, John yes, Tenta yeah. was a sumo, yeah. Because John Tenta was a, a sumo wrestler. Uh, yes, Akibono is still with us. Yes, 
He has terrible, terrible Polynesian, but that's besides. Wait, he has what? You're you're cutting in and out. Oh, he has terrible Polynesian tattoos, but that's besides the point. Man, I they were gonna say like terrible, like he's not. We can't like part of the first Paula, and I was like, oh no, is he saying something racist, or like like no. like polygamy, or I didn't know where you were going. No, I wouldn't say anything racist. I'm insulted. Oh, yes. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, there's not much on Wikipedia. So, yeah, uh, overall, what would you give this WrestleMania? Um, I would give this WrestleMania probably a, a, like 5 out of 10. Like, it's like, a, it's like a show out of 50%. Yeah, I'd give it a six just for the Kurt Angle Shawn Michaels match, and like I said, like nothing was egregiously bad. Like there was no crazy, stupid backstage segments. There was nothing like you know to the level of like I mean that Rowdy Piper segment was head scratching, but beyond that, um, yeah, wasn't 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 terrible. Right. But I gotta tell you, so, next year's WrestleMania, I don't remember shit from. I loved WrestleMania 22. Yeah, all I remember is I uh, recently watched the Raw for the Go Home for 22. Mm-hmm. Every single match, DQ or an interference finish on Raw. Mm. I mean that. I mean that's unfortunate. But WrestleMania 22 has some elements in it that I think really. Is that the Chris Jericho, Bill Goldberg one? No, that's Um, like 20. No, yeah, no. No, Bill Goldberg's not around. Oh, okay. Or isn't there a Chris Jericho, Shawn Michaels? No, coming up or. Chris Jericho, Shawn Michaels was last year. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um. So that's right. I thought they had a rematch. Sorry. Yeah, what's yeah. what's next? Year? Uh, I don't remember, but the 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 matches that you we definitely need to like look forward to: Edge versus Mick Foley. Oh yeah, I remember they even had the NBC special that Saturday yeah. night. Oh, I remember now some of it. Um, the second la- Money in the Bank ladder match is excellent. Um, let's see what else. Triple H versus John Cena is actually not a bad match. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, there's like three pretty solid matches uh, that I can remember off the top of my head. Okay. Now I remember the, yeah, the Edge versus Mick Foley. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, cool. Well, we have that. Uh, if you also want more from us, we recently did a review kind of discussion of AEW Dynamite episode one that recently aired yeah. on TNT. And you can look out for another review next week right here on reviewomania.com. And you can find our entire backlog as well. And uh, check us out on iTunes, I guess. So, yeah. Uh, no yeah. Dave Meltzer this, this time around? Oh, you know what? I completely, completely forgot. Uh, How about, you know what? I do them all the time. Do you want to quickly find them real quick? Sure. Okay. Let me see if I can. 
All right, it is now time to hear what the Dave Meltzer of the Wrestling Observer gave the match ratings, the star ratings. Yeah, yeah I mean, I feel weird doing this, but uh, Rob, what would you say that the Rey Mysterio-Eddie Guerrero match would I would probably say three and a quarter stars. Yes, exactly. Three and a quarter stars. Hell yeah. Exactly. Uh, what about the Money in the Bank ladder? I would probably say a three, if not a three and a half. He really liked this match. It was four and a half stars. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, Randy Orton, Undertaker? Uh, I'd probably say about a th- two and two and three quarters. He really liked this match, too. Three and a half. Oh, wow. All right. Uh, Trish Stratus versus Christy Hemi. <sighs> Either a dud or maybe one star. You were correct in your initials uh, thinking a dud. Uh, Shawn Michaels versus Kurt Angle. Man, you almost have to go four and a half. Maybe four and three quarters. Four and three quarters. Yeah. Hell yes. I'm pretty good at All this. All right, Aki Bono versus Big Show. I would think a dud because it's not a wrestling match. It is a dud. All right. Uh, JBL versus John Cena? <sighs> Probably a three. 1.25. Whoa, really? Yeah. Man, I gotta and go back sure. and read why. And uh, Triple H versus Batista. Uh, I'd probably say a two and a half, maybe closer to a three. Two, two, two and three and quarters. quarters. Ah, okay. Yeah. That's what I kind of figured. Wow, I didn't even read or anything, so I did pretty good, actually. Yeah. Huh. Oh, I'm looking at the star ratings for next year's uh, WrestleMania, and... Um, I think overall, uh, this one was rated higher. Oh wow! Interesting. Huh. Well, yeah. well, we will get to that next week when uh, we were not next week, but the next review, WrestleMania 22. Uh, was big this... time. <laughs> oh, this was the big time. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't sure if this is the one. Big time. Was WrestleMania 25, uh, 25 the one where they did the babies? And they were like born again, or ah, uh, twenty five. Well, twenty five is weird because they incorrectly called fifth oh, anniversary yeah, of wrestling. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, it's twenty four. Twenty three is the one with Trump. That's with that's with Lashley and ECW and all that. Yeah, and uh, twenty four happened in Florida. Yeah. Hmm. Um. Dang, they got two WrestleManias yeah. in three years, or four years. They got, they get them yeah, all the they time. They got a lot. They get a, they get WrestleMania all the time. I think I think it's because when they have WrestleMania, it's like March to May, like somewhere in between that time. Yeah, and most of the rest of the country, it's still kind of cold. Oh and yeah, if you're not, and if you're going to do an outdoor show, because <laughs> they don't like to do them in those open air stadiums. Mm-hmm. Florida and like places the South like that. in general, yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Yep, yep. Well, cool. Maybe we should do WrestleMania next year. Go to WrestleMania, Tampa. 
I won't know if I'd want to go. I could barely stand going to the Night of Champions. You know what? Speaking of that, let me talk about that real quick. Yeah, you haven't talked about that. Yeah. You mentioned it a couple times, but you haven't mentioned it. Yeah. So, I took my wife to her first wrestling show, Night of Champions, here in Charlotte. And I really appreciated it. Yeah. Why is that? <laughs> oh, because you took me to our, my first wrestling show. Yeah, I was making a joke. Ha 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 ha. Um. So, all I gotta say is this: by day of, so I had been watching ticket prices and watching and watching and watching, and uh, basically it got down to like that morning. Someone was selling some upper bowl tickets for like a hundred bucks, uh, or 150 bucks. And I contacted the guy on Craigslist and he sold them already. So I just happened to go on Ticketmaster of all places. And I had been checking like vivid seats and seat geek and you know, those type of places because I didn't want to go through Ticketmaster directly per se. But, uh, I checked Ticketmaster and there was two random seats, third row. It was like floor four, which is right, kind of right next to the announcers. Not behind them directly, but they're like right there in my purview. So we were like not in the hard cam side, but we were facing directly down the entrance ramp. If that gives you any perspective. Row three. So... At first, I was like, I got there, and I posted pictures on Facebook, like, oh, look at our seats. The ring's right there. And then people started coming in, and I quickly realized, man, these seats, as close as they are, aren't that great. Because you can't really see anything going on, because like, people would stand up and, you know, like, oh, yeah, they'd be cheering and do their thing. But then they block you. You're not raised at all or anything like that. But uh, we got to keep our we got collective commemorative chairs. I saw someone on eBay already selling them for a hundred dollars. Don't know who would buy the. I'm pretty sure there's someone out here who, who buys them. But um, it was my first pay per view, and I didn't care for it. I've been to many nitros back in the day, like three or four nitros. I've been to a WWE house show once or twice. And I've been to a couple TNA shows. Uh, but with TNA, I would get really, really lucky because, you know, because it's TNA. I could get, my last TNA show, I got ringside seats one and two. So that tells you how quickly. And that was day of, no problem. But um, uh, it was one of these things that like, the show overall sucked, but I'm legally blind. And for me, I didn't get to, I couldn't see a lot. A lot of it, like early on, like the cruiserweight match was fun to watch uh, because they were flying around and stuff. Uh, And then the AJ Styles match was really surprising. A lot of people were behind, uh, uh, what's his face, Ali or whatever. Or not, yeah, Ali. Yes, Mustafa. Mustafa Ali, yeah. Who's from Charlotte. So, um, yeah. Oh, no, it was, um, not, not Alpha. Was it Mufasa? 
Ah, oh, fuck, who cares? Anyway, like, Charlotte lost in Charlotte. Uh, like, it was just a weird pay-per-view. One of the things I did really piss me off was, like, during the Roman Reigns match, uh, they, they would fight on the outside, like, in the crowd, and they wouldn't show anything, but then they randomly would, and then they turn it off again. Or, like, when, Ro when Rowan came out, I had no clue it'd come out. Like, I was just like, everybody started cheering, and I was like, I don't know what's going on. I couldn't see anything. Mm -hmm. But uh I I don't know. I paid three fifty for two tickets. Um like I said, they were good seats, but like I think it would have been better if if they were elevated, uh, kind of above the ring, more than ham hey, rings or you know, or being ringside. And it was crazy. Like two rows ahead of me, people were paying thousands of dollars. For ringside seats. It was just crazy. And like, I think the people in front of me, it was like a group of like eight people. They showed up late to the, to the beginning of the show. It was a bunch of kids. And then they left before the show even ended. It was really weird. I think it was a charity thing. Hmm. But uh, people were really nice around me. The people next to me were kind of annoying. The woman next to me like loved like she would be like cheering her head off about uh new day and things like that but what really pissed me off is like she loved uh Sasha Banks well they're showing the Sasha Banks you know Charlotte uh video uh promo right for the match she starts cheering at the fucking screen like woo i love you i love Sasha yeah it's like no one to the fucking ring, lady. Shut up. And it's not like she can hear you from backstage. And then she'd yell at, like, Renee. Like, Renee, I love you. It's like, ugh. And they ignore like, Leave me alone. They, oh, I guarantee you they just tune them out. But uh, it was interesting. They zip-tie the seats together. Oh. Yeah. So after the show... um. They come by and they force you to show you their ticket. You have to show them your ticket receipt. And then they'll snip the zip ties for you. And they can take your chairs. And it was actually kind of funny. I ran into someone I, 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 I work with. Not directly, but mm. I know from work. And he was on the phone. And he goes, I just saw two grown men fighting over... Their commemorative steel chairs in front of their children. Like, you can't just take these chairs. They make you, they even say, like, on the thing, you get like a, they, they tape a sign to it, and they say, like, you only get one chair. You must show your, your ticket stub at the end of the show, and any extras need to stay left behind. Now, I'm sure people might take them or whatever. Who, who fucking cares? But uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't think I would do a pay-per-view again. At least not WWE. This The match, the, the show overall really sucked. And it wasn't mm. very hot. None of the matches. I, I went and got some food. I got to say, I don't know if we were under the lights per se, but holy fuck. I was sweating buckets the entire night. Where I finally had to get up during the... Uh, 
during the women's tag team match with uh, Alexa and them. And I finally got up and got some nachos and bought a couple bottles of water for my wife and I. And I just had to get up and take a piss because I was just sweating to death. And we're right on top of each other. My wife was pissed. She's like, I think I would be more comfortable in coach class on an airplane than I am here. She was not happy. And so she had to, like, tuck herself in and... She was not happy, and I don't blame her. I wasn't happy either. And overall, I mean, the show sucked balls. I'd give it a three. And I was just pissed. I was like, I spent 350 bucks to be here. The experience was fine for the most part. I mean, like, I kind of forget, like, man, watching wrestling in, in real life, how fucking ridiculous it looks. But watching it on TV was like, oh, okay, cool, you know, because they can hide that shit. And my wife actually said she right. missed the, she missed having the commentary because I'd have to explain to her what's going on. She's like, well, why are they doing this match or this move or like she couldn't tell, she couldn't tell the story, the story, like in real life. She didn't understand the story that they were trying to tell in the ring. So, I think for her. But now we've got AEW coming next month. Uh, we're the go-home show for the full gear. I am I haven't bought tickets yet. I think I'm going to wait. So, like, one of the things that happened with, the, the, with several of these shows early on with Dynamite was Scalpers bought up a ton of tickets. And then the market fell out. The bottom just fell out. And I heard something on Wrestling Observer, uh, 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 the Wrestling Observer radio, that there were tickets going for the first show in Washington, D.C. for $4. Four bucks. Hmm. I would have gone for that. Yeah. I mean, I think I may have had a better time if maybe I wasn't on the floor. Because I thought, like, when I did TNA, I could watch everything in TNA. It was great. Um, I, I don't know if if the WWE, like, elevates their ring a little bit. Like, I just felt like we were too low. Because we were, like, eye level with the ring mat, you know, the ring skirt and stuff. And, mm-hmm. like, I could, and it probably doesn't help that I'm legally blind, too. There was stuff I could see, but a lot of it I really couldn't. And I, I don't know, you know what I mean? Just one right. of those things where it's just like, man, I think I was elevated a bit. I could probably tell what was going on more than what we had right. for a vantage point. It was cool to get chairs. I'll be honest, I was waiting for either someone to come and take it out of my hand or, like, do something because it's downtown Charlotte at 11 o'clock at night. Um, it was nice that the damn pay-per-view actually let out at a decent hour. You know, it was kind of bang, quick, 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 bang, bang, bang. The best part was King Booker. Mm. But, uh... Right. Yeah. Yeah, and if we went to a WrestleMania, we would not oh, get out of it. Yeah, you wouldn't get out of there until like 1 a.m. You're fucked. No, right. I, I... So maybe we should just do it. Maybe we should do, like, an AEW show. Yeah, that or... I wouldn't mind doing, like, WrestleMania, like, the weekend of different shows. 
Like the smaller stuff, I don't think I'd want to do like, or maybe a takeover. Maybe not a right. Maybe not a WrestleMania itself. Because I'll be honest, I was kind of put off with this show. Like, yeah, is it cool to be? Like, I don't have a bucket list as a wrestling fan, per se. Like, I'm not a big fan of live wrestling in general, uh, for just the reasons I kind of brought up. But you can go there and have a good time. And, I, and I've and i had good times, like going to the house shows. Of course, I was a teenager back then during the Attitude Era, during 2001, 2000-ish. So, you know, different time, different period. Now, the one thing I do got to say, too, and I know I'm kind of all over the place here. Titan Trons are no longer a thing. I was so disappointed. Everything was a static image or just a animated GIF. Like Bailey's thing. Bailey's thing is just a smiley face huggy thing that sways back and forth. Roman Reigns just says Roman Empire in big letters. And that's it. There is no video package thing. Like, I had to show my wife Titantrons yesterday. We were watching SmackDown. And, you know, I'm like, you know, we don't have Titantrons anymore. And she's like, what's a Titantron? So I showed her Stone Cold's Titantron from back in the day. And she's like, oh, that's cool. And I'm like, yeah. I think they're doing them in AEW. Cool. Good. So. Yeah, and I'll be honest. I'll probably go to AEW. And I know the good thing, too, is... This was at the Spectrum Center. AEW has a, has a much smaller venue. 12,000 or so people. Maybe it'll be a little more intimate. And I'll be closer to the ring per se. Even though, you know, what tickets I get. And I'll be honest. There's whole sections that are completely gone. And there were whole sections completely gone uh, for the Night of Champions stuff too. So I'm just going to probably wait till day of. And I'm going to try to get my wife to go again, too. Because we've both been watching AEW. She's not a huge wrestling fan. She'll watch the pay-per-views with me. You know, like tonight, Helena Cell is airing. You know, she'll watch that with me. But, um, you know, we aren't really watching, you know, Raw. I watched SmackDown because it was the first one. But even that, I was bored as fuck. So, yeah, I didn't watch it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Kofi Kingston was a prop. You got punked. Yeah, nine seconds. But, um, yeah, so I mean, like, uh, I was tempted to buy a wrestling belt, but I was like, ah, I can't afford $400. That, it was funny, I saw some guy with the, with the old, like uh, there was like a guy in front of me who had who wore his belt on his shoulder the entire time, and I'm like, oh, how much did you spend for that? And he's like, oh, I got it a couple of years ago. I was like, oh, cool. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know. I I think I would have had a better time if it was a better show, and probably just. Maybe a little bit elevated. If I was elevated seats where you're kind of above the ring, then I think you'd be good. But I think floor seats are definitely not worth it. Because, like, when they would wrestle outside the ring, everyone would stand up, and then you'd have to figure out where the hell they are. It was cool, though, when they, like, smashed each other into the announce table. We were, like, right there. I didn't get on camera, though. I was too, many, mm-hmm. I was too far back. Three rows is too far back. 
But we walked past when we when we you entered. The... The... Go ahead. You looked to see if you were. I did a little bit, but then after a while, I gave up because I was like, whatever. I would just be ahead. You know what I mean? It's not like I was ringside or anything. But uh, it was kind of cool. Like when we walked in down the ring to the area, down to the floor, we walked right past the uh, the pre-show going on. So that was kind of neat. Saw Booker T and things like that. But uh, I don't know. Not worth it. Uh, really not worth it. Tickets tickets were not bad, but I don't know. I, I, I just don't know. I think a lot of it, too, I've said this several times already, but I think being legally blind just doesn't help either. But my wife said, too, she had right. trouble seeing it, stuff. So I just don't think... I, I don't think yeah. at the end of the day, I think floor seats, unless you're right there at ringside, just probably aren't worth it. Where do you like well, to usually sit when you do when you watch oh, shows? We, yeah. hmm? When you watch shows, I'm what sorry. do you when you watch shows? Uh, like if you go to a show, like where do you prefer? Oh, uh, I'm gonna be completely honest. I've never been to a show. really. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah. Is there a reason why, or just no interest, or? Uh, no, there's been interest for. Uh, on my part, ongoing, but I live in a state where uh, wrestling doesn't come, or if it does, it comes once a year. Mm-hmm. Well, no, Charlotte and... rarely gets WWE. I'll be honest, like, they're right. in Greenville, South Carolina all the time, or they're, like, up in, like, Raleigh area or Chapel Hill, like, northern North Carolina. Like, very rarely are they actually in Charlotte proper. And I'm actually kind of curious because one of the complaints I heard, like, on the TV, it sounded like we were dead. But there was a lot of people cheering. I mean, it wasn't, like, raucous. Like, I mean, the biggest pop of the night was seeing The Fiend. And I didn't even know he was up in the rafters until someone said something. Like, you know, that was the biggest pop of the night. So that's part of the reason why I've I've never gone. Just gotcha. Like, if I were to go, it um would be, well, where I'm living now would be four hours for me to go. Um, Dang. before where I was living previously, it's two hours one way. Gotcha. And yeah, and then like it's always just a house show. Like, if I wanted to like <clears throat> go to see a pay per view or a raw taping, in Austin, and that's. You know, yeah. A little bit more Honestly, you'd probably have better time watching a house show because, uh, like, I don't know. It was just dumb. Like, every time they cut back from something, they played that stupid theme over the ring, over the PA speakers, and and I'll be honest, even the audio, like when they were doing interviews and stuff in the middle of the ring, wasn't great. I was actually kind well, of shocked. Made, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, it's not made to be projected over speakers, and that's probably why. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I got to say, though, God damn, the PAs running back and forth, getting Michael Cole and Renee and all them notes and stuff and, like, making sure they're good. They were running back and forth. The cameramen wear black in that hot-ass environment. And they were black with long sleeve black shirts. And like 
fucking kudos to them. Like, seriously. When fucking Ultimate Warrior said we should have an award for the behind-the-scenes staff and the people you don't see a lot of or hear a lot about, now I see why. Because, goddamn, these people were running around, jumping on the thing, jumping on the apron, doing this, doing that. The PAs literally running around, making sure cables are out of the way, getting drinks, getting just cleaning up the ring. Like, after one match, they had to, like, reset the turn button, set the ropes and... And things of that nature. Like, this is all under those hot-ass lights. Me sitting there, you know, wedged in a bunch of other people. I was hot as balls. But I couldn't imagine, you know, having to sit under those goddamn lights for four hours or three hours. Like, they worked their ass off. So, I just want to say that. It's the stuff you don't see. Now, I don't know how heavy those cameras are, and they probably get used to them and and whatnot, and they're probably lighter than they used to be, obviously, but still, holy shit. But yeah, that was Night of Champions. Uh, Final verdict is I'd probably just stick to house shows or local events. Like, we have PWX, like, some local, like, they usually have, like, former talent or like old stars legends stuff like that although we had Jushin yes, Thunder Liger well, here not too long ago yes and, and you didn't go I and didn't. I was so mad at you I know I was I... so mad I was like <laughs> I was so mad was like, <laughs> god damn it Rob it's it's his last year wrestling and you chose not to go yeah yeah I know <sighs> anywho yeah, maybe the next time. Maybe we'll get to see him again. I don't know. I doubt it, though. No, but this is the night after. Going to. I don't know. This the thing that concerned me is this is the night after the Dallas G one. So, right. I don't know. Anyway, but yeah, that's that. Uh, I would love to hear any any comments or questions or like give me some feedback because honestly, this is my first wrestling show. Probably since 2000... Well, no, I mean... First wrestling show since... 2013. Or 2014. Somewhere in there. There was a TNA house show... I went to. And, uh... That was the last one. But, uh... Yeah, my first WWE event... Since 2000. So... 19 years... I just uh, didn't care for it, but maybe I just maybe I just don't know enough, you know. One of those rookie mistakes. Oh yeah, and don't buy merch. Holy fuck! All the lines were like crazy busy. Of course, now that online is a thing, I don't know why you'd buy stuff. Although they had like Charlotte-specific shirts, uh, which confused the hell out of me. Yeah, that's well, that's why you you go and get them there because they're not going. To- site like they'll have oh yeah 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 no like, i know hell they'll have like night of champion specific shirts with like the date and the town it was on and all that other stuff so yeah yeah all right well is there anything else you want to talk about before we wrap it up not this time around we'll be getting back together very soon yes aw dynamite yes number two number dose all right well Electric Boogaloo. Yes. Hopefully, it is good. I'm pretty sure it will be. All right. 
Thank you very much for listening. We're at viewomania.com. You can find our index of all our shows, our bonus shows. We did a bonus show uh, last week on Asha Kong. I now have to do a... Oh, God, this is going to take forever. It's probably going to be a million years to our next podcast just because we've got to watch a four and a half hour bonus episode of the best of the Super Juniors. It was the Super J Cup. Super J Cup 1995 or four. One of them. All I know is it's four and a half hours long as I have yet to start it. And WrestleMania is a million hours long too. But either way... WrestleMania is only going to be like three. Yeah, I guess. Anywho, we'll be back soon enough. Thank you very much for listening. Take care. Bye-bye.